0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rahim Alamin was salatu was salam Allah Abdullah wa rasulihi nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma So we're doing the names of Allah Asma Al Husna from the book Fiqh Al Asma Al Husna by our Sheikh Abdul Razak Ni Abdul Muhsin Al Badr hafidhahumullah ta'ala And we've come to three names And they are Al-Ali, Al-A'la and Al-Muta'al Al-Ali and Al-A'la and Al-Muta'al Now the Sheikh in his book As many of the scholars did previously They don't make a lot of difference between these names they don't give you too much in the way of like What's the difference between Al-Ali and Al-Ala and Al-Muta'al So I'm going to mention that to you But I'm going to leave it till the end So we'll do the book first And then at the end inshallah We'll talk about what the difference is between the three names Because the shaykh kind of like Sort of lumps them together into one topic And he just deals with the sifa Like the characteristic of Ulu Which is present in all of them they all deal with the highness of Allah The highness of Allah So he doesn't like make a big distinction between them He just kind of does the explanation as one And then many of the scholars did this with regard to these names Many of the scholars didn't uh, get into the details about the difference between them But I have gathered a separate uh, document which is not from the Sheikh's book Which talks about the difference between the three names uh, linguistically so we're dealing with al-ali and al ala and al-muta'al. As always, the sheikh begins by talking about where the where these names can be found in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam. So Allah azza wa said in Surah al-Baqarah in Ayatul kursi the greatest ayah in the Quran, wa al aliyul he is Al Ali, and He is Al azim And inshallah, we'll be doing the name Al azim next time we do the names of Allah. In two weeks' time, inshallah, we have the name Al azim and Al Kabir. But Allah Azza wa Jalla says, "Wa hu al Aliyul A'lim." He is Al Ali, and He is Al azim And Allah Azza said in Surah Al Hajj. Ayah number 62 Bear in mind Remember What we have learned previously With regard to the names of Allah Each name is perfection And the joining of the names Has a meaning too So don't think that the names Just came like put at random in the ayat The names that are mentioned In the ayat They have a reason for them A benefit for them and they by putting those names together there is a reason and there is a there is a reason and there is a benefit. (laughs) Wahu al Ali ulim waanallah al Kabir. And indeed Allah He is Al Ali Al Kabir. Al Ali Al Kabir. So we have to be here between two names, Al Ali. Which is to do with the Highness of Allah We're going to cover the meaning later Al-Kabir which is going to come in two weeks time With Al-Azim Al-Kabir and Al-Azim going to come together And Allah said in Surah Al-A'la In the first ayah Sabbih hisma Rabbi Al-A'la Sabbih hisma Rabbi Al-A'la 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 is the most high Because this pattern On the pattern afdal Is the most in something So al-a'la is the most high Sabbih isma rabbika al-a'la Sabbih it means to say Subhanallah and that is why in this ayah It was revealed that the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam said Make it in your sujood And before that when the ayah was revealed فَسَبِّحْ بِاسْمِ Say Subh'ana Rabbi Al-Azim He said make it in your ruku' And as for A'la," Make it in your sujood In other words say Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la That is the meaning of Sabih Isma Rabbika Al-A'la Glorify And, uh, and this uh, Tasbih The meaning of a Tasbih yani. The meaning of a Tasbih sabbih Is to declare Allah Azza wa Jal To be free Of everything which is said about Him That is false and to declare him to be Subhanahu wa Ta'ala free of any deficiency or any imperfection or any thing that would take away from his supremacy and his perfection subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sabbi Hismarbi qal'ala. And Allah Azza wa Jal said in Surah Layl, Illa bati wajhi awajihirab bihil a'ala. Except seeking the face of His Lord, al-A'la, the Most High. In Ayah number twenty, and Allah Azza wa said in Surah al-Ra'd, Ayah number nine, عالم الغيب والشهادة الكبير المتعال. عالم الغيب والشهادة الكبير المتعال. The one who knows the unseen And that which is visible He knows what is unseen and what is seen And he, really, and he is Al-Kabir Which we're going to come to in two weeks time And he is Al-Muta'al All of these names As the Shaykh said Indicate the Uloom of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. That is the Highness of Allah Jal. Because all of them come from the word Ulu But just like Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim Both come from Ar-Rahma And have slightly different meanings So likewise these three names All come from Al-Ulu And have somewhat Some subtle differences in the meanings Which we'll talk about at the end Because it's not in the book uh, And the Sheikh he said These names indicate the absolute highness of Allah in every way and in every consideration meaning every way that you think about every way that highness can be applied to Allah we apply it to Allah so you see with regard to highness that the different groups and sects of Islam they all came up with their own things but Ahlul Sunnah, we affirm all of the means of highness for Allah Azza It's not like we say that Allah is himself physically high only. Rather we say he is high in himself and he is high in his status and he is high in his supremacy and his uh, compulsion of his slaves to do whatever he wills. In all of those aspects Allah Azza is high. So the Highness of Allah isn't limited to one particular aspect, like people look at it. Like some people will say the Highness of Allah is like, you know, when you say to a king, your Highness, like he's not like high, it's just like, you know, like status is high. And some people will say, no, this Highness, it means that he is compelling his servants. But the reality is the highness of Allah Azzawajal covers all of these things. He is high in his status, he is high in his compelling and, and the fact that his slaves do what he commands and what he wills and none of them can do anything without his permission and he is high physically, literally over his servants. So, the first one the Shaykh deals with is what we call uluwudha. Meaning the literal highness of Allah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above His creation. And we describe Allah with al uluw and al fauqiyyah. That Allah is above. Do we describe Allah with the direction north, east, south, and west? No. Why? Because these are created. These are created. So, we don't say like. It's that way, that way. But we say that Allah is folk. Allah is above, and there's no doubt. When you raise your hands, where do you raise your hands? Who raised their hands in du'a and put them on the floor? You raise your hands up, ya Allah. And we're going to cover this in a moment, inshallah, taala. So He is Himself above His creation, high above His creation. He has, and He al al arsh. He has risen above his throne. How did Allah rise above his throne like the sun rises? Like a person climbs the stairs? No, we don't compare Allah to his creation. Laysa <laughs> We know what rising means. That beautiful statement that was said to Imam Malik or that Imam Malik said. A man came to Imam Malik, he said, "How did Allah rise above the throne?" He said, "Al-istiwa' ghayr وَالْكَيْفُ غَيْرُ مَعْقُولُ بِهِ وَاجِبُ وَالْسُؤَالُ عَنْهُ بِدْعَةِ He said, Istiwa is isn't unknown to us. We know what it means, rising. But things rise in different ways, right? I mean, you know what it means when I said the sun rose in the sky. You know what it means. Nobody thought it went downwards. يعني. It went upwards. And when I say that the man climbed or rose up Yani, on the mimbar. The Imam of jumah he rose upon the mimbar. Anyone think that the Imam dug a hole and climbed into the floor, not everyone knows what it means. But the meaning of each one is specific to itself. So the way the sun rises, is not like the Imam rises on the mimbar. And Allah, there is nothing like him. So you can't compare the way he rises to the way that anyone else or anything else rises. Because There is nothing like him, and he is the all hearing, the all seeing. So, Allah told us in the Quran that he is high above all of his creation, and one of the key meanings of this is that Allah is separate from his creation. Because you cannot believe that Allah is Al Ali, Al A'la, Al Mut'a'al, and then say Allah is present everywhere. Because these two things are contradictory rather if Allah azza wa jalla is al-a'la that means that he is separate from his creation he's separate from his creation he's not inside of me he's not inside of you he's not inside of the bathroom he's not inside of the the kuffar like some of the the extreme people said when they said He used to make this man, evil man, he used to make sujood, and he used to say, subhani, subhani, glory to me, glory to me. Meaning that Allah is everywhere inside of me, so when I worship myself, it's worshipping Allah. And some of them used to do whatever they do, and worship whatever they worship, and they would say, it doesn't matter, because Allah is inside of everything. Rather, one of the fundamental meanings of al Ali. Al-A'la Al-Muta'al Is that Allah Azza wa is completely separate from his creation He's not inside of his creation And the strangest thing If you look at this The Christians said That Allah Azza wa is inside of Isa ibn Maryam And Allah Azza wa cursed them for this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed them for this And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared them to be kuffar For saying that Allah is within Isa ibn Maryam Isa ibn Maryam is one of the five most pure human beings That have ever lived on the earth So how about the one that says Allah is inside of the pig and the dog And the one that says that Allah is inside of the bathroom He is more kafir than the Christian who says that Allah is inside of Isa ibn Maryam because when the Christian said that Allah is inside of Isa, at least he put Allah inside of something pure. How about the one who said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is present in everything, and the one who worships the idol is worshiping Allah. To the point that some of them said, when Fir'aun said, أنا رَبُّكُمُ Ala," I am your Lord the Most High, he spoke the truth. Because Allah is inside of everything and everyone, so when, you say, when Fir'aun said, أنا رَبُّكُمُ Allah, he told the truth. Billah Look at this belief Where it took them to Rather when you see that Allah is Al-A'la Sabih isma rabbika al-A'la This means Allah is separate from his creation He's not part of me He's not part of you He is separate from his creation Subhanahu wa ta'ala Because his creation are imperfect They have flaws and faults And mistakes and impurities And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is not like that Allah Azzawajal is perfect Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is pure Allah is pure and he only accepts that which is pure So Allah Azzawajal isn't present inside of his creation And this is one of the things we take from The name Al-Ala and Al-Ali and Al-Muta'al And Allah said in Surah Taha and in Uh, Or he said in Surah Taha Ar-Rahmanu ala al-Arsh istawa And in six ayat of the Quran Allah said Thumma istawa ala al-Arsh Then he rose over the Arsh In a way that befits his majesty You can't imagine how that is You can't like put it in your mind Like Imam Malik said Istiwa It's not unknown We know what it means It means rising We know what rising means وَالْكَيْفُ غَيْرُ مَعْقُولُ But as for how it happens, as for how it happens, we can't understand that. As for how it happens, we can't understand that. الْإِيمَانُ بِهِ wajib Believing in it is obligatory. And asking about it is a bid'ah, in asking how. Because if you ask how about Allah, That means one of a number of things Either you can see Allah with your eyes So you can understand how Allah does something That's not possible Or either you can compare Allah To something you already know Like you can say Allah rises like the sun rises We see the sun rising So we know how that rises And we apply it to Allah But this is not true Because Allah is not like his creation Or you have a reliable informant Who tells you what Allah does and the Prophet ﷺ has told us what he has told us but he has not told us more than that so the reality is that we cannot understand how Allah azzawajal does something rather we know it must be perfect it must be in according to his majesty and we know what the word the general meaning of the word means so Allah azzawajal rose above his arsh subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning that he rose above it And he became high over it. A highness that is suitable to his majesty and his perfection and his supremacy, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the shaykh goes on to explain another kind of ulu. Because don't think Ahlul sunnah just limited themselves to saying that Allah is high above his throne and that's it. No. Rather Allah has ulu, qadr. His status is high above all of his creation and he is aliyun in his sifat in his attributes and the greatness of those attributes his attributes are are supreme there is nothing that that is similar to them and nothing that is near to them from any one of his creation not jibril not muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and not anyone else allah azza wa is not like any of his creation so he has supremacy and superiority in his in sifat, his in his characteristics rather, even the servant is unable to understand one characteristic of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in its complete sense what we say, ihata, you to completely comprehend the attribute of Allah even that, we cannot like if you try to comprehend the rahmah of Allah, the mercy of Allah you cannot Like even if you try to like put it into your mind And you try to understand You can only just receive like a piece of what it means The complete mercy of Allah Azza wa You cannot You can't encompass it with your knowledge You can't surround it with your knowledge The sifat of Allah are too high They're too great That you can only take a part of it And another part will always be Missing from what you know And that is from the highness of Allah in his status. And then we have the highness of Allah in his qahar. In his supremacy. And his commanding his slaves. And his compelling his slaves. This kind of highness in terms of power. In terms of his power and his supremacy. We say it's a highness of power. Because we use the word highness for power as well. We use the word highness for being above. And we use the word highness for status. And we use the word highness for power as well. This is the highness of the power of Allah is highness. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has power over everything. And every part of creation obeys his command. There is not a single one of creation that disobeys his command. In terms of his command, al Qadari, not his command al-shar'i. Because there are two types of command. There is a command which is al-kawni al Qadari. Meaning it is his command On what will happen and what will not happen Nobody can disobey this command As for his command which is Command shar'i, Allah has given us a choice To obey or to disobey yani His commands in Islam Are you going to pray or not pray Are you going to believe or not believe This is your choice Allah has given you a choice to choose Whether you want to obey or disobey But in terms of his qadr You cannot escape his qadr yani His qadr is decree Nobody can escape it So even if a person Would wish to escape it And you know like for example I am always amazed And one of the things that turned me away from Christianity Is this Thing that the Catholics And the, and the Christians generally say that You know God and the shaitan They are at war with each other Like that they are like You know they, they, some days the shaitan wins And some days God wins وَالْعِيَادُ billah. They didn't judge Allah with the right judgment Allah عز If he wants to destroy the shaitan, He only has to say Kun and he is not nothing. And he is far higher than what they said Far far higher than what they said Far more powerful than what they believe But that's how they explained evil in the world they, The only way they could explain it is by saying that you know, sometimes the devil wins and sometimes God wins, and you know, it's like that there's a, like a battle going on, and sometimes he. Law Allah, Allah. Iblis is within the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He cannot make a single statement or misguide a single person or commit a single act without Allah azza wa Jal decreeing that to happen. Does that mean that Allah loves it? No. Allah only loves what He has decreed, shara'an, in terms of the salah and the zakah and Birr al Walidain and all of these things that Allah Azza loves but Allah Azza decrees what he loves and what he doesn't love for a wisdom that is with him subhanahu wa ta'ala a wisdom that he knows alone so the reality is that every single part of his creation Allah Azza is in control like we say نواسيهم And yani their four locks are in the hands of Allah and in other words in the, 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 the frontal lobe The part of the head that, 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 You know they are under the command of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala So none of them move And none of them stay still Except with his permission Not a single hair moves Not a single leaf blows Without the permission of Allah azza wa Not a single person Remains still without his permission Not a single movement Happens without his permission Subhanahu wa ta'ala Whatever he wills happens And whatever he does not will Does not happen And that is from the ulul of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala That Allah jalla has ululul qahr The power, the might Which is his highness in might And in his supremacy Over his slaves Allah well, nobody even can move a finger Without his permission Subhanahu wa ta'ala And the shaykh said this highness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala When there are still uh, seats available Inside the brother's room Just have to come in and squeeze a bit There are still a good like number of seats uh, Some of the brothers come in And we see them go out again Because they saw some people sitting in the back There are still seats inshaAllah tifadl. There are many many evidences And many proofs For the highness of Allah Azzawajal. To the point that the Shaykh said There are in the Qur'an Over One thousand Evidences that Allah Is above his creation In the Qur'an There are over one thousand Some of the scholars said two thousand There are over One thousand Evidences That Allah Azza wa is Above his Creation. And the Shaykh said instead of mentioning these uh, I any mean, one thousand evidences it will take a long time, what we can do is kind of categorize them into categories. And in each one you can find many, many, many evidences for it. So let's look, because some, I mean it's common among the Muslims that you hear people say like Allah is everywhere, we don't say Allah is above, we don't say He's below like the Jahmiyyah said, He's not above, He's not below, He's not inside, He's not outside, He's not present, He's not absent. And the, these people, I mean, this, is, this is the closest you can get to atheism. Like, because they described Allah as nothing. I mean, he's not above, He's not below, He's not inside, He's not outside, He's not merciful, He's not I mean, punishing, He's, he's nothing. I mean. But if someone asked you, give me, you know, convince me, that Allah Azza wa is above His creation. So we're going to mention a number of categories that the Sheikh mentions. Instead of mentioning a thousand evidences, we'll just mention like maybe ten or twelve categories, and under each one you can find any like hundreds of different uh, evidences in the Quran. The first one is when Allah Azza wa explicitly mentions that He is folk above. We know that the word "fawq" in Arabic is the opposite of "taht." Taht means below, and fawq means above. And Allah Azawajal Himself uses the word "fawq" in a number of places in the Quran, and likewise, it is mentioned in the Sunnah. So Allah says, "Wa al fawqa in Surah Al An'am, Ayah number eighteen. He is the subjugator who is folk above his slaves And Allah Jalla said in Surah An-Nahl, ayah number 50 يَخَافُونَ رَبَّهُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ They fear their Lord who is folk, who is above them They fear their Lord who is above them And in the sunnah and it's narrated by a Nasa'i in Sunan Al-Kubra and Al-Bazzar and Al-Hakim and others from Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas Regarding this issue that happened with Bani Qurayza And we know that sa uh, judged about Bani Qurayza That uh, of them who, every male among them who reached puberty should be killed and that their wealth should be uh, divided among the Muslims And that their, uh, their women and children should become prisoners for the Muslims This is Bani Khuraida who betrayed the Muslims in the, the Jewish tribe who betrayed the Muslims So Sa'id he made his judgment that he said that Every male who is above puberty should be killed and the women and children should be imprisoned. And the wealth, their wealth should be divided among the Muslims. Because they asked for Sa'id. <laughs> they asked for Saad to judge for them. They said, We don't, you know, we're not going to accept the Prophet ﷺ to judge. We don't want Allah to tell us, let Sa'ad you know, Sa'ad will be generous, he's always been very kind, like Sa'ad will be nice to us. So Saad made this judgment. The Prophet ﷺ said, when it was said, his judgment, he said, لَقَدْ حَكَمْتَ فِيهِمْ بِحُكْمِ اللَّهِ الَّذِي حَكَمَ بِهِ فَوْقَ سَبْعِ سموات. You have judged with a ruling that Allah has judged by it. The one who made that judgment above the seven heavens. folk, Above the seven heavens. So the Prophet said You have made a judgment Which is the judgment of Allah Allah made this judgment Above The seven heavens Allah made this judgment Above the seven heavens And this is as we said Narrated by Nasa'i and al Bazar and Al-Hakim and others The second type Category Is that Allah Azza wa mentions Al-Uruj Things ascending to him Things going up to him So Allah Azza wa Says in Surah Al-Sajda Ayah number 5 min samai ila al thumma Allah controls And he sends down His command From the heavens to the earth Then it rises up to him It ascends to him So this is using with regard It ascends up to him al. Arrooj is uh, for something to ascend, to go up, upwards. So then it goes upwards towards Him. And Allah said in Surah Al Ma'arij, Ayah number three and four: "Min dil Ma'arij Ta'arujul mala'ikatu wa Ruhu Ilay." From Allah who is Dil Ma'arij, and the One who controls the ascent and the descent of His commands, the angels and ascend up to him they ascend up to him the third one that allah azza mentions as-suud ilayh that things go up to him is a different word al-uruj is more like ascent as-suud is more like we use it for like climbing but it like means to just go to 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 go upwards towards him so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah Fatir Ayah number 10 إِلَيْهِ يَسْعَدُ الْكَلِيمُ الطَّيِّبُ وَالْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ يَرْفَعُهُ To him goes up The goodly word And the righteous deed he raises it up To him goes up Goes to him upwards The righteous word in surah Fatir And in the sahihain From Abi Hurairah radiyallahu anhu the Messenger of Allah said Whoever gives sadaqah With something like a date yani min from a, from a pure rizq إلا إلا And the only thing that goes up to Allah Is that which is good and pure اللَّهِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَتَقَبَّلُهَا Allah accepts it بيمينه, with his right hand Then he ثُمَّ يُرَبِّيهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Looks after it and nurtures it لِصَاحِبِهَا On behalf of the person who gave it Kama يربي أَحَدُكُمْ فَلُوَّ Like one of you nurtures فَلُو is like a, a baby horse Or a baby, could be a baby donkey But I think here the closest meaning is a baby a baby horse Like one of you raises up its baby horse حَتَّى تَكُونَ مِثْرَ الْجَبَلُ Until it becomes like a mountain So the meaning of the hadith or the the wording of the hadith Is one of you gives sadaqah with something like a date But it's pure, it's a pure date it's It's from righteous earnings And nothing goes up to Allah except what is pure Allah accepts it with his right hand And nurtures it on behalf of the one who gave it Until as one of you would nurture his small Riding beast or his small animal Until it became big Until it becomes like a mountain It becomes a mountain You gave a date You come yom al-qiyamah You have a mountain of rewards You say what did this mountain of rewards come from? Came from one date and Allah nurtured that date until that date became like a like a mountain. But the shahid from the hadith or the, the evidence from the hadith la yasadu إلى الله illa tayyib nothing goes up to Allah except that which is good. The fourth category that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has specifically mentioned raising some of his creation up to him. And he specifically mentioned that some of his creation Were raised up into the heavens towards him uh, For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah An-Nisa "Bal Rafaahu Allah Rather Allah raised him, meaning Isa, up to him Isa was raised up to Allah And Allah said uh, in surah Ali Imran إني متوفيك ورافعك إليه. indeed, o Isa, I will cause you the وفاة. al doesn't mean death. Uh, although it sometimes means death and it, it sometimes it's used also for sleep. but that I will cause you to leave this world and to be raised up to me. to be raised up to me. the fifth category that Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions the descent of the scripture from him so now it's the other way around allah mentions that he sent down the scripture from him so allah azza wa jalla says in surah zumar ayah number 1 kitabi kitab min allahil azizil hakim allah sent down the book and how do you send something down if you're above and something else is below you send it down tanzil the book has been sent down from allah al aziz al hakim and Allah said in Surah Al-Sajda ayah number 2, Tanziru kitabila raiba Rabbil alameen. The descending of the book in which there is no doubt from the Lord of the worlds. And there are many other. I mean, you could go, Inna fi qadr. Indeed, we sent it down in Laylatul Qadr. We sent it down from where? From above to below. The sixth. That Allah Azza mentions that he is in the heavens And the meaning of in the heavens is above the heavens Because the other explanation explains that the meaning of in In Arabic you can use fi and you can mean above You can mean in But the other explanations explain that the meaning of al-sama is above the heavens uh, But Allah Azza mentions for example in Surah Al-Mulk do you feel safe that the one who is in the heavens the one who is and in the heavens meaning above the heavens that he will cause the earth to swallow you up and then Allah mentions Do you feel safe that the one who is in the heavens will send against you uh, and part of his punishment, فستعلمون كيف نَذِيرٌ then you will know what my warning is like. And in Sahih Muslim, from the hadith of Mu'awiyah Ibn al-Hakam, عنه, the Prophet ﷺ said to a young slave girl, to a ja, she was a slave girl. And the story is that her master had beat her, had beaten her very severely. And he came to the Prophet ﷺ to ask how he can make tawbah, because he had he had beaten her. So the Prophet ﷺ said, "Bring her to me." Then he said to her, Ayn Allah, where is Allah?" "Qalat fi as-samaa he is in the heavens. She said, "He is in the heavens." In some of the nations mentioned, she pointed. She said, "He is in the heavens." Qala man ana?" He said, "Who am I?" قَالَتْ أَنْتَ رَسُولُ She said, you are the messenger of Allah. He said, فَإِنَّهَا مُؤْمِنَةِ Free her because she is a believer. This hadith in Sahih Muslim. Look at this, subhanAllah. She said Allah is in the heavens, the Prophet ﷺ said, free her, she is a believer. And from this is the permissibility of asking someone, "Aint Allah. where is Allah? And teaching your children to answer, where is Allah? في السماء He's in the heavens He's above Not to say Where is Allah Someone says Allah knows best We don't know where is To say Allah is in the heavens أين Allah قالت في السماء And in Sunan at tirmidhi Or Anjama' Al-Tirmidhi From the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr That he said that The messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said الرَّاحِمُونَ يَرْحَمُهُمُ الرَّحْمَانِ إِرْحَمُوا مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَرْحَمُكُمْ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاءِ he said, Ar-Rahimun, the merciful people, Al-Rahman is merciful to them. Be merciful to those who are in the earth, and the one who is in the heavens will be merciful to you. The one who is in the heavens will be merciful to you. The seventh category that Allah mentions that the hands are raised towards Him, that when you raise your hands, you're raising them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, as is narrated by a Tirmidhi from Salman al Farisi radiallahu anhu, that he said to the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Inna Allah ha'ayyyun karim yastahi, إذا rafa'ar rajulu ilayhi yadehi, an yaruddahuma sifran khayyibatain. Indeed, Allah is ha'ayy, He's modest, He's shy, and He is kareem, He's noble. We mentioned this, I think, last week. If, he raises, if a man raises his hands towards him He's shy to return his hands empty Without any value And we said that the shyness is in a way that befits Allah's majesty It's not like the shyness of his creation Because we might say shyness in his creation No, Allah is not like his creation So the shyness of Allah is not like the shyness of his creation The eighth category signaling or pointing that Allah Azzawajal is above and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam for example pointing that Allah Azzawajal is above as he sallallahu alayhi wasallam did in the great gathering on al al on the great day when he said to the people wa antum tus'aluna anni fama antum you people will be asked about me so what will you say when Allah asks you about me What will you say قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ أَنَّكَ قَدْ بَلَّغْتَ وَأَدَّيْتَ وَنَصَحْتُ We will testify that you have given your message And you have performed your duty And you have advised us properly فَقَالَ بِإِصْبَاعِهِ السَّبَّابَةِ يَرْفَعُهَا إِلَى السَّمَاءِ The Prophet ﷺ pointed with his hands And he, point, he raised it up to the sky and he said Allahum Mashhad Allahum Mashhad Three times O oh, Allah bear witness O oh, Allah bear witness O oh, Allah bear witness So from the sunnah is that the Prophet Sallallahu Used to point upwards When he would Sometimes when he would mention the name of Allah La ilaha illallah He would say Allah bear witness And he would point with his finger Upwards As is in Sahih Muslim the sixth category. The yeah, the ninth. Sorry, I'm on to. I'm sorry, I'm getting. I'm, my numbers are mixed up. No, my I've I've mentioned them all. No, this is definitely the ninth. This is definitely the ninth. I've mentioned them all. I've just ma- made my numbers backwards. This is the ninth. Inshallah, when you watch the video, there'll be nine of them. Inshallah, that Allah Azza wa Jal informed us. Or sorry, the Prophet sallallahu informed us that on the night of al-mi'raj, and al-mi'raj, where was al-mi'raj? Upwards or downwards? Upwards. On the night of al-mi'raj, he went between Musa and his, and between Allah azza uh, in order to lighten the prayer, so he would rise up to. As-Sidratul-Muntaha The a, a place where no one else is allowed to go And he would ask Allah Azzawajal To reduce the burden upon the Ummah Then he would go down to Musa Then he would go back up To the place, the final place where no one else is allowed to go Then he would go down again to Musa Then he would go up So the point is that he is going up uh, And the more he goes up, the nearer he is to Allah and he did this a number of times As is in as sahihain and others In the hadith of Al-Mi'raj And Al-Mi'raj itself is an evidence Since the Prophet went up Towards Allah The tenth Inshallah it's the tenth uh, That Allah Explained about Fir'aun That Fir'aun wanted to climb up to the heavens To look at the god of Musa and this is because he believed or because Musa had told him that Allah Azza wa Jalla is in the heavens as uh, Fir'aun said wa qala fir'aun ya haman wa as Allah Azza wa Jalla told us that fir'aun said wa qala fir'aun ya haman ibn li sarhan la'allī ablughu al asbāb asbāb al samāwāt fa atla'a ila ilāh Musa wa inni la adunuhu kādhiba وَكَذَلِكَ زُيِّنَ لِفِرْعَوْنَ سُوءُ عَمَلِهِ وَسُدَّ عَنِ السَّبِيلِ وَمَا كَيْدُ فِرْعَوْنَ إِلَّا فِي تَبَابِ Surah Hafer, ayah number 36 to 37 And Fir'aun said to Haman O oh, Haman, build for me a grand sarh A big like tower Or a big staircase, a big tower so that I can reach The ways that go into the heavens the, the, the ways that reach up to the heavens And then I can look at the God of Musa And I think he's lying to me That Allah is in the heavens And like this it was made apparent to Fir'aun The evil of his deeds And he was taken away from the right path And the plot of Fir'aun is always in loss So the point here is that Musa, Firaun said, I want to climb up to the heavens to look at the God of Musa and I think he is lying. Meaning I think he is lying when Musa told me that Allah is above. When Musa told me that Allah is above, Firaun says, I think that he is lying. So Haman, build me a staircase or build me a big tower so I can climb all the way to the top and I can look at the God of Musa And that is why some of the scholars Said Woe to the one Who Pharaoh knows more about Allah than they do Meaning those people who say that Allah Azza is everywhere When Fir'aun knew that Allah Azza Is in the heavens It's not befitting for a Muslim to come And for that Muslim to be Less than Fir'aun In his belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or in this particular aspect of his belief in Allah and also that is why some of the the scholars they said they said whoever denies that Allah is high above his creation has followed the methodology of Fir'aun and whoever believes that Allah is high above his creation has followed the methodology of Musa and the prophets so these categories and the similar categories, these are not all of the categories, these are just a few of the categories. In the Qur'an and the Sunnah, they encompass affirming that Allah Azza wa has al ulu He is high above His creation. That He is high above everything, and that He is folk above every single thing, and nothing is above Him. Rather, He is above al-Arsh al-Majid, His throne, as Allah Azza told us about Himself, that he is above his throne And as he Or as the Messenger of Allah Told us about this And this matter is المسلمين, This matter is a matter of consensus Among the Imams of the Muslim And the early generations And it's only the later generations And the philosophical sects The Jahmiyyah And the mu'tazila And the, all these people They are the ones who started to question that Allah is not above Rather the Sahaba didn't have any problems The Jariya, she was not well educated She was just a slave girl When she answered, where is Allah? Fuqh She said, no, like, where is Allah? He's in the heavens she, She's a simple girl, a simple slave girl she doesn't, like, She's not like, you know, studied the religion in so much detail Immediately she knows, where is Allah? In the heavens Later on, the philosophers came And the people who followed them And the people who followed the way of the Christians And the Jews from the Jahmiyyah And they said, we don't know Or they said that Allah is not above and not below And not inside and all of the you know, foolish statements So this in reality shows us that This matter is a matter of consensus And Abu Nasr As-Sijzi uh, Rahimullah Ta'ala said in Kitab al-Iban وَأَإِمَّتُنَا thawri." ومالك من أنس وسفيان بن عيينة وحماد بن سلمة وحماد بن زيد وعبد الله بن مبارك وفضيل بن عياط وأحمد بن حنبل وإسحاق بن راهوي قرهوي متفقون على أن الله سبحانه بذاته فوق العرش وأن علمه في كل مكان السجلي he said in his book al-Iban aw imam like Sufyan Thawri and Malik ibn Anas and Sufyan ibn Uyayna and Hammad ibn Salama, and Hammad ibn Zayd and Abdullah ibn Mubarak and Fudayr ibn Ayyad, and Ahmad ibn Hanbal, and Ishaq ibn Rahui are in agreement that Allah Jalla is physically above his Arsh and that his knowledge is in every place and the belief In the highness of Allah Over his creation It has a benefit in yourself In you as a person It has a change in you and a benefit in you It leads you To glorify Allah You don't think of Allah in the same way You think of Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is far greater Than you could even imagine And it leads you to have A zul. In front of him To lower yourself And humble yourself In front of him Because the one Who is on the same level as you You don't have like You don't put them up there And you don't lower yourself that much But the one who is that high And has that much power And that much status You lower yourself You humble yourself You humiliate yourself You, you find yourself to have Like to be A servant And a slave of Allah With the true meaning And you have Al-inkisar Like you you, you consider yourself to be insignificant and, and to be nothing in the sight of Allah And it also leads you to a and This is one of the fundamental I mean, benefits From the Quran that we take Is to declare Allah to be free of The false things that people say about Him So at-tanzih. Uh, Allah عز و جل والعيوب, That Allah has no imperfections And no Flaws SubhanAllah, like we think about You know, what is here in the earth Everything has flaws It's all like, you know, it's a bit You know, like human beings, we have flaws And you know, sometimes it's hot And sometimes it's cold And sometimes it's like Things are, are good Sometimes they're not Sometimes food is available Sometimes there are famines like It's a place of imperfection And uyub flaws But Allah Azza wa Jal With his fawqiyya Being above his servants There are no flaws There are no imperfections It's absolute perfection And it allows you to develop Ikhlas Sincerity in your ibadah Because why? Would you ever worship a statue when you know that Allah is al ala could you ever imagine worshiping a human being? When you know that Allah is al-Ali, it's not possible. So instead, you you develop ikhlas because you realize the Lord you worship isn't present in this dunya. The Lord you worship isn't inside of a statue, or inside of an animal, or inside of the sun or the moon. Allah is high above all of His creation, even the sun. See the sun high up in the sky. Allah is above, above, above all of His creation. So you have no inclination to worship anything except Him, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And you're very far away from Al-Andadi wa Shuraka, from making partners with Allah. As Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala explained to us in the Quran, in Surah Al-Hajj, Ayah number 62. ذَٰلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّمَا يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْعَلِيُّ الْكَبِيرُ Allah said this is because Allah is al haq His name is going to come Allah is al haq And whatever you make du- or whatever dua is made to anyone else but him is Al-Batil It's falsehood It's evil it's wrong. It's, 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 it has no, it's a failure. And whatever dua is made to anyone other than Allah is al-baqir. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْعَلِيُّ الْكَبِيرُ And Allah is al-Ali al-Kabir. So what does this tell you? It tells you that knowing this name al-Ali, what does it give you? It gives you an understanding that Allah is the truth and that everything besides Allah That is made dua to besides Allah Is Al-Batil So when you see the people today And they go to the graves And they go to the shrines And they make dua to the dead Their problem is not understanding That Allah is Al-Aliyul A'la al And if they understood this They would know That Allah Azza wa Jal is the truth And that everything that is made dua to Allah Azza wa Jal Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is Al-Batil As Allah Azza wa Jal said and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in Surah Saba, uh, twenty two to twenty three. Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, make dua to whoever you want besides Allah. This command here. Is not a a literal command We have to be careful here This command is what we call in Arabic It's like saying Worship whoever you want Because you're going to go to Jahannam It's not like Feel free to worship whoever you want It's like when someone says Do what you want Do whatever you want Because you know what's going to come to you next time You know you're going to get punished So Allah says Make dua to whoever you wish you imagine Instead of Allah they do not equal even, they don't even have a grain. They don't even possess a grain in the heavens, nor even a grain in the earth. And they don't have any partnership with Allah in them. Like they can't command anything that happens in the heavens or the earth. And they will not be able to help the person at all. And Allah continued and He said, And Intercession will not benefit with him except the ones he gave permission for. Hadta ida fuzi'an kulubhim, قالوا ماذا قال ربكم؟ قال الحق، وهو العالج الكبير. Until the angels, when Allah Azza wa Jalla is mentioned in the Sunnah, when the Allah Azza wa Jalla gives a command in the heavens, the angels fall down I and mean out of fear of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And the angels fall down out of fear of Allah. When Allah gives a command, any command, the angels become so scared that they fall down out of fear. Then when the fear passes from their heart, like Allah says in the Quran, Hatta an when the fear passes out of their heart, they say, What did your Lord say? Then others reply, He said the truth. And he is Al Ali Kabir. So these names are mentioned deliberately. So Al Ali, what does it lead us here in this ayah? It leads us to realize there is no benefit making dua to anyone besides Allah. And it leads us to honor and the greatness of Allah. Like look at the angels. When Allah gives a command, they fall down out of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fear grips them because of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are the ones who never disobey Allah. They do not disobey Allah in anything that He commands them to do and they do what they've been told. Subhanallah. And yet they are so scared of Allah's command when it comes. Because they know that Allah is Al Ali Al Kabir. With that, we finish what the Shaykh said. But we want to just add one small point. Which is that I didn't find that the Shaykh here. He didn't really explain a lot about the difference between the three uh, names. I probably say the most generic of them, or the most like encompassing of them, just generically, is Al Ali. Because this has uh, it has uh, like emphasis in it, because it's not al-ali. Al-ali is without emphasis. Al-ali is without emphasis. Al-ali is like emphasized, the high one, the very high one. And in the language, linguistically, it is related to ulul-makan and ulul-makan. Someone being high in place. And literally high And high in status So linguistically we apply it to someone who is high Physically And high in status As for Al-A'la Al-A'la is on the, on the pattern uh, As we say Af'al at tafdeel Like Af'dal like and Ahsan and so on And it means the most high The most high so it emphasizes that nothing is higher than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because he is al-a'la And he is the most high So it gives you At-tafdeel al-mutlaq fi That nothing and nobody is higher than Allah azza wa jalla So al-ali is generic It indicates the highness of Allah It's, it, it's emphatic as well it indicates the Highness of Allah literally And the Highness of Allah in His status As for Al-A'la, it indicates That He has At-Taqdeel al-Mutlaq fil that Allah Is the absolutely Absolutely highest of Everything And as for Al-Muta'al It indicates like the, uh, the author says here يَدُلُّ عَلَى كَمَالِ الْعُلُوْ <وَنِهَيَتِه> It indicates the perfection of Allah's highest Highness And the fact that there is no aspect of His Highness Which could be any more perfect Because Al-Muta'al Is more talking about It's returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, Because it is تَفَاعُل uh, لِلْدَلَالَةِ أَنَّ الْعُلُوْ صِفَةٌ لَهُ لَا لِغَيْرِهِ So it indicates that this is something for him and for no one else. So there are two things that we can take from Mutaal. The first one is that it indicates that Allah is totally perfect in every aspect of His Highness. And the second thing that it indicates is it indicates... Uh, that this is a literal description of Allah Azza wa Which only belongs to him and not to anyone else So with those points we can kind of get the idea about the difference between Al-Ali and Al-Ala and Al-Munta'ala All of them come to Al-Ulu Al-Ali is the most generic one The most like kind of just generically that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is high above In his Position And in his status And physically and in his status And this Al-A'la indicates that he is the most And he, absolutely nothing else is above him more Al-Muta'al indicates perfection in every aspect of his highness No matter what that aspect is Whether it's his highness over his creation Or his highness in his power Or his highness in his status That all of them are perfect And it indicates that it is an attribute of his And not of anyone else's So inshallah that will hopefully help us To distinguish between Al-Ali and Al-Ala And Al-Muta'al Even though the sheik didn't mention that In his book but I thought since he mentioned three names It would help, maybe he didn't mention it Because maybe for Arabic speakers It's, it's easier to understand a little bit uh, But maybe like, as we're translating it We wanted to just clarify to everyone What the meanings of those uh, Names are and Allah Azza wa Jal knows best. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik. Shadhu an la ilaha illa nt. استغفرك و تهفر